0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Bet $10 at Winbet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with Winbet. Download the Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Jewel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to stablejewel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow the Twitter account for BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. At BetMUFC. That's where I will be exclusively previewing the game between Everton and Manchester United, which is now a key game at both ends of the table. Off the back of Everton, shockingly losing at Burnley from 2-1 up. There's now just one point behind Everton and Burnley. So I'll be previewing that over on BetMUFC. And of course, also follow the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. It's at LockBetting.com, at LockBetting.com, so LockBetting.com without the dot. That is my pay service that has delivered so far 106 months in a row of Transparent Track Profit. That means we are just two months away from being able to say I haven't had a single losing month in sports betting for nine straight years. Nine years, not a single losing month. If we get to 108, we still need to get through month number 107 and month number 108 to do that. You can come on the journey for month number 107 here in the month of April. We've had a solid start to the month and we look to continue it going. We are making money nearly every single night in the NBA. We are solid in soccer as always. Our last boxing card went nine in one. We're having a good year in the UFC and we are giving out plenty of plays on the tennis. Also coming off a successful WWE WrestleMania. So we're basically making money in all sports. And if you want to get involved and be a part of this journey for month number 107, all you need to do is head over to lockbetting.com. If you want to do your research first, have a look at the p l spreadsheet if you go to the pin tweet at the top of at lockbettingcom the Twitter account you'll see the pin tweet is the p l for the month of February that's shortly going to be replaced by the month of March but you can go and look at the month of February and if you go down to the bottom you'll see some little tags they say things like football tennis boxing NBA one of them says p l click that p l and you'll see every single p l you'll see all of the members comments as well that's how we keep it transparent and tracked we allow members to comment underneath every Every single post and that 's particularly important for the p and l because had we lost plays and they didn't show up on the spreadsheet that would be mentioned or had we um, not put out plays and all of a sudden you saw these phantom winning plays on the spreadsheet that would be picked up in the comments you don 't see any of that this is absolutely one hundred legit hundred percent legitimate and you can be a part of the journey by checking out lockbetting.com. Moving on with this edition of the EPL show, we did not cover the Friday game here because I'm recording this on Friday and we don't cover the Everton-Manchester United game here either. So we will begin our breakdowns here with the three o'clock kickoffs, 3pm UK time and that is 10am Eastern time. We start with Southampton at home to Chelsea where Southampton are the 3-1 to underdogs here. It's 11-4 on the draw. And it's 10 to 11 here on Chelsea. Well, actually, they've moved out to 5 to 6. So they were 10 to 11. They're now even shorter than that. I don't understand how this team are getting shorter. I think this is a terrible spot here for Chelsea. They're obviously looking ahead to the Real Madrid game after being beaten in the Champions League. Then after that as well, they have an FA Cup semi-final and now that represents their best chance of winning a trophy. This game is meaningless to them. That's unless they feel they are in some kind of trouble here to to not make it into the top four. I don't think they are. I think it's Chelsea and then either one of Tottenham, Arsenal and Manchester United. I think this could be a game where Southampton get something. But my strongest play is going to be for over two and a half goals. We've seen how Chelsea have defended in their last two games. They have shipped seven goals in their last two. And I think we see over two and a half goals here, which has been a winning bet in five of Southampton's last six games and in six of Chelsea's last eight. Chelsea won the reverse fixture 3-1. We'll take that here again because we're not going to take a lean on Southampton, even though I do think they'll get something from this game. We just need three goals. Southampton's league games are averaging slightly higher than the 2.5 we want here. They're averaging 2.8 goals per game. And an interesting stat here is that Chelsea have won each of their last six away games. So... That's probably why they are the favourites here. But I would rather go with the goals. Three of Chelsea's last four Premier League games have actually produced over three and a half. And we need two and a half here. And we are getting the price of even money, plus 100. So plus money here on the over. I like it. I think that's a strong lean here to start the show. Up next, we look at the game here between Watford and Leeds, where Watford are the 17 to 10 narrow underdogs here it 's five to two here on the draw and it 's six to four here on Leeds. This is a tough game to call um, its last chance saloon here for Watford. Watford have actually played well in some games against bigger clubs they 've really shown that they can compete. But um, in the end, they've fallen short. Their performance last week against Liverpool was particularly good, but they fell short. 2-0 actually flattered Liverpool. Watford had plenty of chances to score in that game. I do think they'll score here against Leeds, but likewise, I think Leeds will score against Watford. I think both teams to score is a great play here, and that's available at 4-6, minus one fifty. Both teams have scored in Leeds' last three games. And Leeds now have gone 18 games without a clean sheet. Have actually conceded 68 goals in 31 Premier League games. Leeds come into this though on beating in three with two draws, uh, Sorry, with two wins and a draw, which is why they're looking safe at the moment. This Watford team are also guilty of shipping a lot of goals. They've been better on the Roy Hodgson, but they have still conceded 57 goals so far this season. So I like both teams to find in it here in this one at the price of 4 6 up next, we look at the game here between Arsenal and Brighton. Where Arsenal are the four to six minus 150 favourites. It's 14-5 on the draw, and it's 9-2 here on Brighton. I don't think Arsenal are going to make the top four. I've been consistent with that throughout the season. I don't necessarily think Man United are going to get it. For me, my pick was and always has been Tottenham. I looked at the running when I was covering those um, covering those running shows over at BetMFC, and I looked at the end of Tottenham season, and I just could not believe the situation that they are in. And it also gets even easier now. Those games that I said were easy when I first covered it have become even more easier as the season's gone on because none of these teams have anything to play for. They're not in relegation battles necessarily anymore, and they're not going for European positions. Tottenham's toughest game. Game comes away to Liverpool and then they have a big six pointer with Arsenal but it's at home and I genuinely think Tottenham can win that game. They've got a tough game this weekend but it's one of their rare tough games. We'll talk about that next here after we break down this Arsenal game. Despite the fact I do think Arsenal will find a way to blow it. I still think Arsenal will win this game here against Brighton. I'm very surprised at the price. And that's largely down to the fact that Brighton are in horrible form at the moment. They have lost six of their last seven games. The only one they didn't lose was against Norwich. Arsenal have won 10 of their last 14 league games at home to sides below them, and Arsenal have won three of their last four home matches. This is Brighton's worst Premier League campaign in terms of shot conversion. We saw at the start of the season that they were pulling out a lot of draws, and a lot of people said, oh, well, if only they could convert those chances, they'll move up the table. Well, now they're not even converting enough chances to get draws. This is a horrible, horrible run for a manager that was obviously touted for higher jobs for overachieving at Brighton. He's certainly not doing that at the moment. Their season is dying out and um, I'm not sure what the motivation here is to improve. They're one of those teams who you really want to play at this stage of the season. They're playing shit. They don't have anything to play for. They're not going to go down. They're not going to get into the European places. Their season's just fading away and Arsenal have everything to play for here. I just cannot see past Arsenal and I don't really understand this price. I understand that Arsenal had a blip Um, against Crystal Palace last time out. And they're going to have more blips, I think, between now and the end of the season. But I don't think this is going to be one of them here. Arsenal on the money line at 4-6, minus one fifty. Moving on to the Sunday game, we have Aston Villa at home to Tottenham, where Villa are the 21-10 underdogs. It's 5-2 on the draw. And Tottenham here are the 6-5 favourites. I think you just continue riding Tottenham here. I think Tottenham just continue to win. I think they're a, a strong pick here. I think they win every single game between now and the end of the season. Other than that, um, that trip to Liverpool, I don't think they're going to win that game. It just remains to be seen how much of a challenge they put up against Liverpool because they've already won away to Manchester City. They are a team who have had an impact here in this title race and they have a chance to do it again when they go away to Liverpool. But other than that, it's difficult for me to see Tottenham dropping any points and particularly here against this Aston Villa side who had a bit of a bounce when Gerald came in, but they've now lost nine of their 19 games under Gerard. Villa have been beaten in all nine clashes with the current top six, and Tottenham have won five of their last six games. The hosts have also lost 15 of their last 20 clashes with Spurs. I think Spurs are a strong pick here. One of the other picks I like is on the team total because it gives you a little bit more protection if Tottenham managed to find a way to blow it and do something Spursy. Because don't forget that term still exists because as well as Tottenham are playing and as good as they look, they can be a little bit Spursy. So they can score two goals in this game and still find a way to blow it. I mean, that's exactly what Manchester United did when they played away to Aston Villa earlier on in the season. They went 2-0 up. And they let themselves get back get pegged back to 2 2. But I'm certain that Tottenham will be able to find two goals in this game. And you're getting Tottenham here at 6 5 on the money line, and you're getting Tottenham here at 6 5 to score over 1.5 goals. I would rather take the over 1.5 goals because I just don't think there's any way that Tottenham grind out a 1-0 win here. But can they win 2-0 can they win 3-1 yes they can win something like that but also can they draw 2-2 yeah they can i think they can draw 2-2 i think with the way harry kane's playing at the moment i don't think there's any way that these team this team scores less than two goals here in this game i think he's contributing both with goals and his assists as well i saw him compared to some ridiculous from ridiculous players in the week and saying that harry kane is this and harry kane is that i'm not quite um subscribing to that But he is a centre forward who's developed a lot more in the last couple of seasons. His game has changed and he's contributing with assists and with goals as well. And that's noticeable. And obviously, that makes him a better player and a key player here for Tottenham. Even more of a key player than he was before. And um, yeah, I think Tottenham over one and a half goals team total is the better way to play this game between Aston Villa and Tottenham. Moving on to Sunday, we'll look at this game here between Brentford and West Ham where West Ham are the underdogs here at 17 to 10. It's 13 to 8 on Brentford and it's 9 to 4 on the draw. Makes perfect sense. West Ham's biggest game of the season is coming up on Thursday, where they travel to Lyon, and it's a one-off cup tie because they had a 1-1 draw in the Europa League. It makes perfect sense that West Ham would prioritise that game, and we do see some rotation here. Also, Brentford are a side who are trying to survive in the EPL. Their survival is not yet confirmed but a decent run as of late sees them all but certain of playing Premier League football next season. I think this would be a free-flying wide-open game, and I see both teams scoring in it. The both teams' to score selection is available at 10 to 11 minus 110. This West Ham side have conceded in seven of their last eight, and Brentford have kept just one clean sheet in their last eight. The Hammers have actually lost five of their last six away trips, which is why I don't really consider them to be in the top four conversation anymore. And they may think they are, and we'll see what their, what their team selection says here. I, I personally think they're going to go all out for the Europa League. I think it would be a monumental disappointment to get to this stage, knock out Sevilla, who are one of the big favourites, and then get knocked out by Lyon, who are having a terrible season in France. I think West Ham will prioritise that game on Thursday and look to get through to the Europa League semi-final. We see some fringe players here. I don't know if that necessarily means Brentford win, but I don't think West Ham will win and I think we'll see a wide-open game as a result. Up next, we look at Leicester versus Crystal Palace. Uh, A completely irrelevant game, to be honest. Um, Leicester are the 6-4 favourites. It's 12-5 on the draw and it's 9-5 here on Palace. When a game is relatively relevant like this. You think it might just open up and there'll be goals or you tend to divert to the home side, especially when Crystal Palace are in a letdown spot. They just gave their supporters a massive win by beating Arsenal. And Leicester are on a little bit of a decent run of form. They got a draw away to Man United last week and prior to that they're in decent form as well. They've actually won nine of their 13 home games and they've won six of nine home games against sides placed sixth or lower. So I think they'll give their fans something to cheer about here Um, but Palace should contribute towards the scoring as I said it should be an open game both teams have scored in four of the last six Premier League meetings between these two sides but I think the stronger play is to take Leicester on the money line to continue their run and going against Palace in this letdown spot after a huge win against Arsenal up next we look at an important game down the bottom where it's Norwich versus Burnley Norwich 2-1 underdogs 21 to 10 on the draw and it's 6-4 here on Burnley This is a massive game because imagine Man United do what they absolutely should do, which is beat Everton on Saturday morning. And then you have this game between Burnley and Norwich. And if Burnley win this game, Everton are in the relegation zone. Everton will finish this weekend in the relegation zone. That is insane. And Everton could really go down here this season. And uh, a lot of things obviously need to happen. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot. Man United should beat Everton and Burnley should win away to Norwich. But this is the EPL. I'm actually more worried about the Man United part of that than I am with the, the Norwich part of that because I do or the Burnley part of that because I do think Burnley will win this game. Burnley are coming off the vital three two win against Everton on Wednesday and this Norwich team are winless in nine and have lost seven of those games, including each of their last three at home. Burnley have picked up over half of their away points in their last four trips. So they've had that run, the run they always have towards the end of the season. Sean Dyche, he knows how to get out of relegation. And could he be doing it again at the expense of Everton? I'm not sure Uh, I just feel it's very difficult for me to see Everton going down but it's not difficult for me to see Everton in the relegation zone here come the end of the weekend as Burnley beat a Norwich team who have lost seven of their last eight games in all competitions. The final game we break down here is the game of the week the big one the potential title decider. Now The term title decider is thrown out a lot when you're breaking down certain games, when the top two always play each other, um, when the top two play each other at some point in the season. This is coming up towards the end of the season. If you look at how many games they have left and you look at who they have to play, can you genuinely tell me a game where you think Manchester City are going to drop any more points? Can you genuinely point to a game and say Liverpool are going to drop any more points? It looks like Liverpool will win out And it also looks like City will win out. So therefore, it looks like the winner of this game will actually win the Premier League. It looks like a legitimate statement. To say it's a title decider, I don't think it gets any more legit than this unless these two teams are playing each other on the final day of the season or the second to last day of the season and a win for either one of them confirms them as champions. That's the only way you can get it any more close. Or we hark back to the days of um, 1989 where Arsenal played Liverpool in the final game of the season, and Arsenal needed to beat Liverpool by two goals, and Liverpool were the strongest team in in England, maybe the strongest team in the world at that point And Arsenal went on to to win by two goals to nil. That for me will always be the most dramatic finish in English league football. Other people say Aguero for for Manchester City against QPR. I, I don't. I, I I genuinely think that if you're um if you're a football fan and you don't know about this, go and seek out the the final day of the 1988-89 season and watch what Arsenal did to Liverpool. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun because particularly I hate Liverpool and I hate Liverpool even more from spending the the day in Liverpool today. I've been around Liverpool for, for most of the day. I'm here for the Everton Man United game and all I can say is that it has reaffirmed my hatred for Liverpool. I mean, for a Man United fan... This is a case of whether you want to get poked in the eye or kicked in the balls because we don't really want to see either of these two teams finishing above us or doing better than us or winning all these trophies. But given a choice between Manchester City and Liverpool... We would always pick Manchester City, even though you know we're two Manchester clubs. Liverpool are the rivals that we cannot stand to see doing better than us and particularly um, levelling us for the number of league titles won. So I would like to see Manchester City win this game and essentially end the Premier League title race. Whether that's going to be the case or not, I'm not sure. I think the strongest way to play this game would be to take both teams to score. It sounds like a really chalky, boring way to play this game, but what reasoning could I give for taking either one of them? Manchester City are the favourites, obviously, because they're at home and they won the Premier League last season. But would you be willing to take them here at 21-20 against Liverpool? Would you be surprised if Liverpool won this game here against City and put themselves ahead after the massive comeback they've made and how they've clawed their way back into this title race? I don't think you can really confidently bet either side of this game but what you can be sure about is the fact that I think both teams are going to penetrate here in this game it's a short price obviously because it's Manchester City and Liverpool they score a lot of goals and you're getting the price of 8 to 13 here but I just don't think this is a selection that will fail to cash for you just sit back and enjoy the game if you're a neutral obviously if you're a Manchester United fan or a Manchester City fan you'll be pulling for for Manchester City here to get the win which would essentially end the title race I think a draw keeps it wide open I think a Liverpool win keeps it wide open because even though you look at Liverpool's games and you can't see where they're going to drop any points, this is still the Premier League. It is possible. Tottenham could show up at Liverpool like they did against Manchester City. Man United could show up at Liverpool, doubtful, but but they could. And uh, suddenly we can see Manchester City going back ahead of Liverpool again. Or we could just see a draw here and there are plenty of games left for Manchester City to drop some points and allow Liverpool to take them over without actually having to beat City here at the Etihad. So it's going to be fascinating stuff. My prediction is... Is and it may sound a little bit obvious, but I think the winner of this game goes on to win the EPL this season. Closing out with your lock on the show, there were quite a few plays I liked here on this show, but the actual lock was very, very easy. I'm going to go for Arsenal here on the money line. I don't understand why you're getting the price of four to six minus 150. As soon as Arsenal lost to Crystal Palace, I looked ahead to their next game and saw it was against Brighton and thought, well, that's an easy bounce back spot. And I was just hoping that we would get a price just under minus 200. Well, we're well under minus 200. I don't understand why, as I said, Brighton are in horrible form. I mean, even earlier on, even earlier on, when we were talking about Norwich City and we were talking about how bad Norwich have been as of late, they're winless in nine and have lost seven of those games, including each of the last three at home. They have lost seven of their last eight in all competitions. Who the team they didn't lose to? It was Brighton. Brighton are playing that badly at the moment that they couldn't beat Norwich City at home. Brighton have lost six of their last seven games. Arsenal have won 10 of their last 14 league games at home to sides below them. And they've won three of the last four at home. So I think Arsenal here is a very, very easy lock for me this week. And I'm very surprised we're getting it at the price of 4-6, to six, minus 150. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL Show. Don't forget to check out BetMUC for your preview of Everton and Manchester United. And also, let me let you know, I am doing a World Cup preview. I am dropping a reaction to the groups, but I don't want it to get lost in the shuffle. It's just been such a ridiculous schedule with Premier League games and BET Mufc, And then we had those World Cup qualifiers before that. And we have Scamessa Italia. And then we had Champions League. And then I have to drop a podcast for the Europa League. Had I dropped it immediately after the draw it would have got buried by last weekend's content. So I'm trying to find a gap, but I don't want it to become too much of an old subject. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let these um, let these podcasts go out here on Friday and I'm going to drop the World Cup preview here on Saturday night. So it gives you guys Saturday and Sunday to listen to it before we start dropping that Champions League and Europa League content for the midweek slate around about Monday. So hopefully it stays on top of the feed for 48 hours so people can have a good listen to it. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening.